0: This is not the story of a 19-year-old young woman named Mary-Belle Kirshner, who was born on October 23, 1999 in South Africa before moving to the United Kingdom. It will not be about Ms. Kirshner's name change to Belle Delfine, nor will it be about her early career as an Instagram celebrity at age 14, in which she posted photographs of herself dressed in costume as various cartoon characters. That's known in the internet world as cosplay, by the way, as in costume play. It will not follow the trajectory of her current career as an Instagram model, for which she charges significant amount of of money to view her pornographic content, which is done sometimes on demand by viewers. Viewers, of whom there are an estimated 4.2 million, who pay the steep price of becoming a patron, the higher levels of access are set at $2,500 a month, can ask for videos on various subjects, videos of Delphine eating a pizza, sitting in a refrigerator, or hugging a dead squid onto which googly eyes have been affixed. Some of the, shall we say, stronger videos are described as, quote, little girl being dominated by her daddy, end quote. I will not go further into that. In addition, this podcast will not... Be about her latest stunt, which was selling very small tubs of her bathwater for $30. The ad copy read in part, quote, Bathwater for all you thirsty gamer boys, end quote. It's worth noting that the pun Miss Delfine was employing had to do with the word thirsty, which in modern slang usage means desperate for sexual activity. It's a rather clever pun, I must say. Tubs of her bathwater sold out almost immediately. Videos of customers who had claimed to have purchased the bathwater surfaced soon afterward. Videos of customers claiming to drink the bathwater, make macaroni and cheese using it, or vaping it. In addition, a libelous story began circulating that many customers who had ingested the water had contracted herpes. Miss Delfina herself had to address these rumors in her own videos. so if you've read the headline, Instagram fairy pornographer denies her $30 bathwater gave followers herpes, now you know how that headline came to be. Nope. This podcast will not be about that. What will it be about, you say? Well, I'm glad you asked. I could go for quite some time on Instagram models, or Snapchat ones, or YouTube celebrities who have attracted a huge following through the genius activities of opening boxes, playing video games, or drawing cat eyes on themselves. This is what our modern culture now contains. Vapid neo-celebrities like the Kardashians now seem positively substantive by comparison. And fogies like me, the term fogie comes from 1811, at which time it was derived from the French fougue, spelled... F-O-U-G-U-E-U-X, which means spirited. It now means an older, socially conservative, or reactionary person. Shake their heads in wonderment about what the world is coming to. It seems slightly hypocritical to do so, though, especially on a podcast. And now we're getting closer to the point of this week's rant, this week's installment. It has to do with our feelings towards such folk. Admit it. You get angry when you hear stories of some Instagram celebrity like Ms. Delfina getting very rich from their activities, activities about which you say, I could have done that. You find yourself furious at her for posing in her fairy cat elf lingerie with her pink hair and soft focus filter, winking seducta innocently, that's a new term I'm coining, at the camera with instructions as to how to donate money to her. You turn to your friend and say, look at this thought, What's is a charming little acronym, t H-O-T, which translates to that whore over there. Yes, yes, I realize whore starts with a W, not an H, but that's urban slang for you. In short, you're enraged at the idea that this person has found success, fame, wealth, popularity, all three, in a way you find unfair or unworthy. How is it, you cry, that this little tramp can make thousands of dollars selling her bathwater when I have to go to work day in and day out And teach AP English and great essays and, well, you get the picture. Or perhaps it's not the money to which you object, but the fame. Why is she famous for doing nothing at all when I am struggling to get people to read my four novels? Available on Amazon.com. Well, whatever. Again, maybe you express your anger differently. But why are we angry at this? We're envious. Envy. Jealousy is the green-eyed monster, a term coined by Shakespeare. That can consume us all. Why do we feel it so strongly for others? And especially for internet and reality celebrities. We don't feel the same level of anger at Albert Einstein, for example. No one I know of is bitter at him for being famous. Nor do we feel jealousy towards states like Dr. Martin Luther King or Malala Yousafzai. Why not? It has to have something to do with how we perceive success. I think despite this American culture in which we live, we still believe in earning success. We admire uh, Amelia Earhart, for, who worked hard and trained for long hours, days, years to become the first female pilot to fly across the Atlantic Ocean, or Sally Ride, who became the first woman in space, or Harriet Beecher Stowe, who, in the words of Abraham Lincoln, was the quote, little woman who started the Civil War, end quote, due to the publishing of her book, Uncle Tom's Cabin. I mean, who among us is envious of any of those people? Furthermore, think of the pleasure you feel, the schadenfreude, of watching a celebrity fail, especially one you believe does not deserve his or her success. And it's not even just fail. We eat up stories about undeserving celebrities being flawed or even unhappy for a brief moment. We rejoice when we find out that Kim Kardashian was denied service at a bakery or that Farah Abraham still hasn't got her GED. Well, I can't confirm that. I'm just making a point. Likewise, if the aforementioned Miss Delphine was found out to have confused lip gloss with Gorilla Glue and had to be admitted to St. Eligius Hospital to have her lip surgically separated, you'd laugh at her misfortune, especially if that made her follower count drop. We're envious of others' success, but only if we feel that success is unearned. We're especially envious of another success if we feel deep down that we could have done the same thing. Or indeed, if we have done the same thing, but the results were not the same. I must admit my own envy and anger at writers like, say, E.L. James, author of the Fifty Shades of Grey series. I grudgingly admit that I travel to sites like Goodreads to review the negative reviews of her books, of which there are many. I don't like it, but I have to admit that I get angry and jealous when someone else finds success in a field I am struggling to find it in, and when I feel I am better than they are. It's that last part that gets us, isn't it? I think most of us don't begrudge success to those we feel are worthy of it, not to put too fine a point to it, but I think when we feel success is proportioned out in the right way, we are perfectly willing to smile at others' fame or wealth. J.K. Rowling deserves her money and fame. E.L. James does not. Meryl Streep deserves her wealth and popularity. Belle Delfine does not. Likewise, When you see that piece of abstract art has sold at auction for $500,000, you get angry. I could have done that, you say as you look at a Jackson Pollock change hands. We make those judgments all the time, but are we right to do so? Who am I to decide that Belle Delfini doesn't deserve her fame, or to heap scorn upon her, or even to wish harm upon her? Do I get to make those judgments? Her fame and success do not impact me, so why does it anger me that she has the attention of millions of people and probably more money than I will ever see? When did I become the arbiter of who is worthy of success and in what amount? Aren't there millions upon millions of people in other parts of the world without clean water, healthcare, safety, food, love, who could condemn me for what I have received without earning it? In short, why am I bitter about this? Am I really bitter at Miss Delfina and her cat ears, or am I actually angry at myself for not achieving more? I'm not going to discount the impact of chance, of pure luck and success. Much of the reason people are successful has to do with luck, as in factors that are outside their control. Malcolm Gladwell might say it's almost all the reason. By its very nature, luck is not distributed evenly among us all. Some people win the lottery, and you feel a twinge of unfairness at that, too. But even allowing for luck, aren't we truly upset at ourselves when we envy someone else's success? That's why we don't get angry at Harriet Beecher Stowe. We don't attribute her success to luck as much as talent and hard work. It's only those people who seem to be lucky enough to have been the right person at the right time in the right place that we envy. Or those people who seem to have cheated their way to success found a loophole in the Puritan work ethic, exploited something craven about human nature to catapult to the top instead of going the long way around. Still, I think when we get angry at those folk, we're truly angry at ourselves. We're angry we didn't think of the same loophole, or weren't the one marked by Dame Fortune for success. The better answer, it seems to me, is to go back to work and make success, even if luck isn't on your side, and even if you can't find that loophole. And now, if you'll excuse me, it's time for my bath.